know if a design is good or not? Well, let's begin with you listing a few of your most favorite things. When do you use them? How often? What emotions do they evoke and why? What do you like about them? And are there things that you dislike about them? If you had to rank them on a scale as to their usefulness and usableness and desirability, how would you rate them? And if you had to pick your favorite product to get work done, how would that compare to what your favorite item of clothing or entertainment device might be? Are you comparing the same facets or parts of their design? Now, if we go back to the four orders, how would that change? Is there a piece of graphic design or visual communication that you love? A physical object or a product that you love? An experience or service that you love? A culture or system that you love? And what order did you gravitate to first? Was it easy or hard to think of examples as you shifted between the different orders of design? Did your favorite things change as you considered them as useful versus usable versus desirable? Now we're going to flip the script. Let's think about products that invite strong feelings from both sides. Are there products you can think of where opinions are very divided when it comes to goodness or badness? A couple of everyday examples of polarized opinions. Starbucks, hybrid cars, Dyson vacuum cleaners, animal print clothing, TikTok, open source software, Tinder, Playstations. So how can anyone reasonably evaluate a product or service in a streamlined and objective way? One hint. Anytime you feel compelled to talk about design's goodness or badness, remind yourself that you are not the user and do your best to remove your personal opinions and feelings from the equation. Another way to think about it more objectively is from the perspective of standards. By this I mean, would a bridge be built based on the engineering team's feelings? Would a food manufacturer gauge the cleanliness of their food prep procedures based on what they think is hygienic? Surprisingly, Interface design has its own set of standards to help you out here. There are international standards put out by the International Organization for Standardization. For digital design, ISO 9241 is the one that's most relevant. It outlines how a design can be evaluated by its effectiveness, meaning its usefulness, efficiency, or if it's usable or not, and satisfaction, meaning is it desirable. There are also less formal guidelines known as design heuristics. The most commonly referenced version of heuristics is Jacob Nielsen's 10 usability heuristics. This was intended for websites and other types of screen-based media. You can think of heuristics as a mental checklist to help you gauge the effectiveness of a screen-based design. Now I want you to find a website. It can be any old website and choose at least one of the 10 heuristics to evaluate the site and write down what you noticed. Let's imagine you're in the dead center of Ikea and you realize you're due somewhere in 10 minutes and you need to get out of there in a huge hurry. What are your chances of finding that exit in five minutes? Why did Ikea even design it this way? Well, to put it bluntly, to maximize the shopper's exposure to product. Now is Ikea's design brilliant or evil? 
I guess it depends on if you're a marketer or someone who's watching their budget. I bring this up because design is persuasive, which can also mean that it's manipulative, which brings me to ethical design. Ethical design is not part of the ISO, nor is it in any set of heuristics. Ethics often go against what our business stakeholders want us to use as well. Designers don't take anything like the Hippocratic Oath, but maybe they should. Consider the impact of coffee pods, for example. John Sylvan, who designed the disposable K-cup, hugely regrets his design as that product resulted in a massive environmental catastrophe. Alongside this is the related but distinct concept of dark design and dark patterns. Dark design exploits human fallacies and weaknesses of our brain to manipulate our decisions and behavior. Sometimes this is obvious and annoying. Think about those times when a product or service makes it impossible for us to unsubscribe. That's a dark pattern at work. But other times, it's covert and undetectable. This is the more underhanded but conscious side of ethics. But as humans, we also can't help but bring our own biases into our design. So be on the lookout for unconscious bias we may be inadvertently introducing into the mix too. When you seek out feedback, are you getting input from other people who are similar to you? When you imagine the user, is your archetype a lot more like people you already know versus those that you've never crossed paths with? Familiarize yourself with common types of unconscious biases that might be influencing your work as a designer. And anytime you make an assumption about who the user is or where they live or how they might be using something, challenge yourself to wonder what would happen if you went to the extreme opposite of that assumption. Would anything be different about the story that you're telling yourself? Is there a way of validating if your assumption is true or not? Notice these things and try and make adjustments.